All right. Amen. Praise the Lord. It reminds me of a, a story that one time uh, me and my wife were walking behind our backyard. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it, behind our backyard, um, my dad lives there. And my niece and my nephew lives there as well. And so one time we're walking down this pathway and I saw this couple, right? And I thought it was my niece and nephew. So, you know, be, from afar, I was yelling, hey, neighbor, how are you doing? <laughs> well, of course, when uh, when we got close, I realized it was not my niece. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, so I just play play along. I say, you know, how are you doing, neighbor? You know, and, and they were playing along. And so we have these two couples who are perfectly strangers, thinking that they know each other. <laughs> so anyway, we had a good laugh about that. So, but you know, it's, it's good to you know. Uh, you know, say hi to people, and uh, well, you know, you know what, and also on that note, like in the in the hospital, I did wasn't re religious, but I did talk about God a lot, and it um it was amazing. It was yeah. amazing the re the reception I got and the yeah. conversations that we got to, I got to have, and just the overall enjoyment of that being free of and it was just amazing yeah yeah that the earlier that your 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 microphone is you, that turn on your microphone grandpa turn <laughs> on your microphone <laughs> <laughs> he muted himself yeah but yes, Jessica, I'll text you before I go to the pharmacy. Yeah. Okay. Grandpa, can you turn on your microphone? Anyway, you know, I, I want to say that, <laughs> you know, each one of us here, you are a gift to someone. Okay. Yeah. Let that sink in for a minute. Actually, you know what? I want to say, I want to say this after me. Okay. I want everybody to repeat this. I am a gift to someone. I am the I am a gift to someone. Yes. I am a blessing to someone. I am, I am a blessing, blessing to, someone. to someone. Amen. That's it. Amen. You, Amen. Do you, you realize that Amen. even right now, as you are on Zoom, you are a gift to all of us. Amen. Okay, because your life means something to God, it means yeah. something to us, to each other, right? Yeah. You you yeah. hold, you are like a flower for all of us. And, and so the encouragement for you is, you know, just imagine yourself moving through this life, living this life as a flower for someone. Yeah, because God, I can't, yeah, God so. is creating this flower. He's growing this flower in your life. So Dana, wherever you go, whether you're at the hospital or or in at superstore, just imagine that you are a flower for someone. Yeah, 
Amen. 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 Thank you, Jessica and Tong and and Antu. Amen. 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 So came up on this. Today, my message is about revival in the land. Revival in the land. Okay. And um, you know, the message is about several people, about two kings. And we're gonna talk about two kings today. And we we're we're gonna talk about how the life of these two kings affect the people under them. This is very important. Because who they are, what they believe, how they live their life, affect those under them. Okay. One king made a difference in the life of his people. Made a good difference. The life of this king brought blessing and prosperity and peace, but the life of another, the other king, brought nothing but destruction, death, and depravity. Okay. Can you guys all hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's in the book of the Second Chronicles, chapter twenty-eight, and we're gonna read quickly the story of two kings, and these two kings are related. <clears throat> one is the father king, and the other one is the son. So the first king I'm gonna talk about is the bad king. Okay, and his name is King Ahaz. Um, if you, if you want to write it down, I don't think we're gonna uh, read the entire chapter, but it's in Second Chronicle, chapter twenty-eight. Second Chronicle, chapter twenty-eight. Okay. Okay. Verse one. To four. If you're there, say amen. Uh, if, if you're not, it's okay. <laughs> I'll read it for you, okay? I'm here. All right. I'm going to read it for you very slowly. Ahaz was 20 years old when he became king. And he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. And he did not do what was right in the sight of the Lord, as his father David had done. For he walked in the way of the kings of Israel and made mold images for Baals. He burned incense in the valley of the son of Hinnom and burn his children in the fire according to the abomination of the nations whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. 
and he sacrificed and burned incense on the high places, on the hills, and under every green tree. Okay, so this this verse should give you an idea of what kind of king we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Is the Bible says that he did not do what was right in the sight of the Lord. He made mold images of Baals. Okay, Baal Baal is uh, is uh, a god that is uh, like the devil. Okay. And he worshiped idols. All right. So, you know, a lot of people, they would make more idols, right? And they would worship to that idol. And this is what he's doing is he, he is making images of these idols, which goes against the Ten Commandments. Because the Ten Commandment in those days says that you shall worship the Lord alone. God and God only. You shall not have idols before you. Okay? And so this King Ahaz goes against the scripture, goes against the commandment, and he made idols and worshiped those idols. And not only that, but he burned his children over the fire. He offered his children as sacrifices to these gods of the land, not to God, not to Jehovah, but to the gods of the land. Mm -hmm. Okay. Child sacrifice. False gods. False gods. Exactly. So, so this king ruled Israel for 16 years. His name means he has grasped. I don't really understand what that means, but um it doesn't mean a whole lot it just means he has grasp uh, did, did he grasp understanding did he grasp something but all that we know is under his leadership under the rulership of king ahaz the door to the temple of god was closed and not only does the temple doors are closed but all the articles all the things inside the temple were destroyed and they brought garbage into the house of god they they did evil things in the house of god but not just the house of god but they were doing evil things in their own house in their own land and so under the the rulership of the king the entire nation of judah and israel started to become wicked. They were doing really, really bad things that is contrary to the commandment of God. He went and worshiped other God thinking this, okay? Uh, what happened is because he disobeyed God and he practices disobedience to the word of God, a lot of things start happening to the nation, to the land. And Israel and Judah had many enemies. And because of those, because of his disobedience, the land was occupied by the enemy. They were oppressed by the enemy. 
they were ruled by the enemy. Okay, the women and the children in the, of, of Judah and Israel, they were taken captives. They, be, they were turned to slaves. And so this made King Ahaz worship the idols even more. Do you know why? Why? Because he's thinking that the gods of his enemies is giving success for his enemies, right? And so if the gods of his enemies are giving them success, so if he worship the God of his enemies, he think that he too will have success. But he didn't. The more he worshiped the idols of his enemies, the more oppressed they became. Like he, he took treasures out of house of god and he gave it to the king of assyria okay thinking that you know what if i'm just gonna be friend with my enemy my enemy is gonna be nice to me okay it's like if you're trying to be friend with a bully you're thinking that maybe the bully will become your friend but you know what the king of assyria just took all his treasures and still bully him <laughs> Okay, and so under his leadership, he brought a lot of misery to the people of the land. And so we have to think about our lives today. And if we don't worship God, follow God, and seek God, not seeking God, we're going to bring hardship and misery to those people under our care. All right? Because the Bible says that when you disobey the commandments of God, when you disobey God, sin lies at the door. And its desire is to rule over you. Its desire is to make you become its slaves. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So if you do not obey God, then sin is like a spirit. And it's waiting to come inside your house. It's waiting to come inside your life. It's waiting to come inside your heart and your mind. And it's going to rule over you. And you're going to become a slave to sin. And so everything that is hardship in your life mm -hmm. began when you disobey God. Okay? It, it's not like God is going to punish you. But it's sin becoming a master over your life. And so you become a slave to it. Mm -hmm. All right, so this is King Ahaz. Now, he ruled Israel and Judah for 16 years, and he died. The Bible had nothing good to say about him. Can you imagine that, that your name is recorded for people to read for generation and generation? You don't want to leave a bad name. 
for people to see to read about you, right? You know, your entire life is recorded for people to see. And you know, God wants us to God wanted to write a good story about our lives. That one day when our children read about us, when our children's children read about us, they're gonna see a life transform. A life that is turned around. A life that was meant for evil, but God turned it around for good. Does that make sense to you guys? You yeah. know, a, a, a thriller, a drama that is filled with peaks and valleys, right? But the ending of the story is good. You know, it's like, it's like in God, your life story is like a Disney story. It's always a happy ending. <laughs> okay? Because he is the happy ending. And, and life sometimes has twists and turns that, that oh, always you, you feel like, oh, I'm doing this. Or, you know, it's not a good story. But you know what? Thank God, it's always a happy ending because he is our happy ending. Mm -hmm. And he, when we yield to God and we surrender to him, he's going to turn a bad story into a happy story. A bad ending into a good ending. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I am guaranteed of that. Okay. So it's very important that we learn from the Me life too. of Ahaz is because he continually disobeyed God that his life was was a bad ending to a, a story. Okay, but God has given us another uh, another chance to rewrite our story. And that's when we surrender to him and allow him to write our own story. Okay, a lot of time when the people of this world, those people that don't believe in God, they want to write their own story. But as for you and me, Christians, we're letting God write our story. Amen. Amen. And you know what? Listen to this. When, when Jesus was arrested, okay, and when Jesus was crucified on the cross, okay, mm -hmm. all everybody see his their teacher, their master hung on the cross, right? Everybody mm -hmm. saw that, oh my gosh, this is a nightmare. This is a bad ending to a story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you see your Lord and Savior hung on the cross, yeah. you, say, you say to yourself, oh, what a nightmare. What a bad mm -hmm. ending to a good story. Jesus yeah. was a good man, but he hung on the cross like a criminal. Okay? Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, that despite this nightmare that the people are witnessing, despite the, the how horrible it was, God wrote this story so beautifully and yeah. turned this nightmare into a dream. This, yes, this, amen. This horrible ending turned out to be a very beautiful ending. 
Do you know why it's a beautiful ending? Well, because Jesus rose. He rose. Hallelujah. You uh -huh. Hallelujah, you silly guy. <laughs> Dana, that you, wasn't funny. You you just passed Christianity 101. <laughs> well, amen. I'm here to I'm in it to to learn it. <laughs> I love it. As as the Vietnamese say, right on, Saigon. Right on, Saigon. <laughs> Amen. So we're going to read about the king, okay? This, this second king, his name is King Hezekiah. King Hezekiah. His name means Jehovah is my strength. Hmm. Everybody say Jehovah is my strength. Jehovah has made me strong. Jehovah has made me strong. Yes. So there is a King Hezekiah in you. You know that? There's a King Hezekiah in each of our lives. And, and God is doing that. Amen? So Hezekiah it was a son of King Ahaz. And isn't it amazing that that the 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 bad habit of the father um transfer to the, the the life of the son right you know you you would think that the son would follow in his father's footstep and also also worship god the god of baal right but but hezekiah was so different than his father he he took over the reign of Judah when he was 25 years old and he reigned Judah for 29 years. Wow. I think his father died at the age of uh, 30, but his son Hezekiah died when he was 54 years old. So he lived longer than his father. Wow. And you know, Second Chronicle 29 verse 1 says this, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. Hmm. So you have two kings. The first king is he didn't do what was right in the sight of the Lord. And the second king says that he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. Mm -hmm. the first thing I, I want to say is, you know, don't do what is right in your eyes. Because... Sometimes what you do, what you think is right in your own eyes is wrong because mm -hmm. sometimes your eyes see the wrong thing, right? But you can, you can bet your bottom dollar that the eyes of the Lord is good. And you want to live your life in a way that is pleasing to God by doing what is right in His eyes. And so whatever that you are doing today and tomorrow and the rest of your life, consider, consider how it would look in the eyes of God. Okay? Consider what you're doing right now and tomorrow and the rest of your day. Whatever that you're doing, whatever that you plan on doing, whatever that you want to do, ask yourself, God, ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, is this right 
in your eyes. Open up your Bible and read it and ask God, Lord, am I doing what is right in your eyes or am I doing the opposite? Okay. This is a very important key for you, for all of us, is we need to learn to ask God, inquire God. Yes. Am I doing what is right? Right? Yes. Because too many yeah. people are doing what is right in their own eyes. If it feels good, it's right. Have you guys heard about that? Mm-hmm. Well... <laughs> if it feels yeah, I, good, I don't know <laughs> if it that's what a I lot of people say right? i'm going to tell you a lot of people will say if it feels good it's right well i would like to think that that's the case and and yes like i'm not an absolute sinner and i thank god for that every day but um uh, no, but anyways, yeah, no. You know, people that drink, people that drink themselves yeah. to death. Yeah, yeah, it feels good, right? Yeah. Well, and I don't. I mean, uh, hey, I'm not doing anything bad, and I'm proud to not be doing anything yeah. bad. But it's just you an know, example. Uh, it's just an example. Yeah. You know, just yeah. because it feels good, that's not always right. Right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. What, what God is trying to teach us today is don't live by your feeling. Live by faith. And that's where we need to ask God, God, am I doing what is right in your eyes? Or I'm doing what is against your commandments. Am I doing wrong? Okay. And you know what? God has given us the Holy Spirit so that we can ask Him directly and seek His face. That's great. Okay? Because it's something that we have to learn for the rest of our lives. And I'm going to tell you, when you do right, yeah. it will go be well with you and your family and the nation. Because it's harder to do wrong for, for me. Yeah, because you are a queen and you are a king. And you're how your life turned out and how the life of your children and, and those around you. The decision that you, uh, you make today impact their lives as well. And some decisions that we make have eternal consequences, right? So it's very important that we learn to seek God. See, what, what King Ahaz did is he went the world's way. And he, he went and practiced what, is, what the world is doing. He followed the way of the world. But what King Hezekiah did was he learned to do God's way, do it his way. And you know what he did, right? He opened the doors to the church. And he cleaned out the church because under his father's rule, the church was dirty. The temple was dirty. And the hearts of the people were dirty. So the first thing he did is he opened the door of the church 
and he sent people, the priests and the Levites, to go inside the temple to clean out the temple. Okay. The second thing is he tell the people to cleanse themselves, sanctify, clean their own hearts and their mind. Okay. So he made he he gave the commandment to all the people to to stop worshiping idols, to to throw out and destroy all the idols in their lives. Amen. Amen. And so the people obeyed him. The people obeyed him and threw out all the junk that's in their lives. So it's very important that 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 you listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit because the voice of the Holy Spirit is the voice of King Hezekiah. And he's calling out to us today. And he's telling us to open our hearts, cleanse ourselves, okay? So the, the, the thoughts that are evil, the thoughts that are um, uh, unclean, just ask God to, to clean it. Ask God to wipe it clean, okay? And you can clean your hearts and your thoughts with the Word of God. So in practical uh, ways you can just open the Bible and read your Bible every day. Speak a word out loud, declare it because as you declare it out loud, God will cleanse you. If you have sins in your heart, the thoughts of, of evil, how you hate this person, how you want to kill this person, how you lie to this person, okay, just ask God for forgiveness for those things. How about those things that are done in the secret? Those things that, that you have done in the past? Just ask God, God, forgive me. And you know what? First John 1 John 1.9 says that whatever that you confess to God, He is just to forgive you. Amen? Do you believe that? Amen. And so as King Hezekiah spoke to the priests and Levites, he sent them out into the country, okay? He sent runners. These are the people that carry the, the message of the king. And the runners go into the countryside, okay? And, and this is what it, it says. The runners went throughout all Israel with the letters from the king and his leaders and spoke according to the command of the king. Children of Israel, return to the Lord your God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Then he will return the remnant of you who have escaped from the hand of the kings of Assyria. Do not be like your fathers and your brothers who trespass against the Lord so that he gave them up to desolation, as you see. Now do not be stiff-necked as your fathers were, but yield yourself to the Lord. Yield yourself to the Lord. Surrender, that's what it's saying. And enter his sanctuary 
which he has sanctified forever. Serve the Lord your God, that the fierceness of his wrath may be turned away from you. For if you return to the Lord, your brother, your children will be treated with compassion by those who let them captive, so that they may come back to the land. For the Lord your God is gracious and merciful and will not turn his face from you if you return to him. So this is the message of the runner, okay? You are the runner today. I'm the runner. And we all carry with us a message to the people that we meet. And the message that we meet to the people is return to God, my brother. Return to God, my sister. Mom and dad, return to God. Okay, don't live your life the way you want to live, but live the way, live your life the way God wants you to live. Amen. Turn to God. Okay, enter his sanctuary, go to church, participate in Zoom meetings like right now. Okay, and serve God, serve one another with love and mercy and grace. Yeah. Right? And it will be well with you because when you turn to God, He will turn to us. And you know what? Under the king, under the leadership of King Hezekiah, the land became prosperous, the land was peaceful. Okay. And not only that, but, um, what happened in in the rule in the reign of King Hezekiah? There was great joy in the land. Great joy. Actually, they they had parties. Who here loves parties? Okay. Yeah, they, I, yeah like they were. It was a joyous time. Celebration. They were celebrating God for three months, nonstop, continuously. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. And we should be doing that. Once you know, like seriously, that's wonderful. They 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 had great joy in um um in verse uh let me see here. Uh second chronicles verse um after they cleansed the house, after the word was put out, they start offering to God and um let me see here. Okay, chapter 30, okay, three times in chapter 30, it says that uh, they celebrate with great gladness. Verse 21, so the children of Israel who were present in Jerusalem kept the Feast of Unleavened Bread seven days with great gladness. And the Levites and the priests praised the Lord day by day. Singing to the Lord, accompanied with loud instrument. Okay. Uh, verse 23, then the whole assembly agreed to keep the feast another seven days. So they had parties upon parties. Okay. Uh, they kept the feast for another seven days and they kept it another seven days with gladness. Verse, verse 26. So there was great joy in Jerusalem for since, for since the time of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, 
there had been nothing like this in Jerusalem. Can you imagine? Since a long, long time ago, there has not been a day like this in the land of Israel where they were celebrating, partying in the presence of God. This is revival in the land, everybody. Revival. And you know, when revival comes, there's going to be songs in your heart. Songs of joy and song of praise. With loud you know, when you go to church and, and you know, the, the instruments are too loud, don't worry about it. People are just happy. Okay? The, the people are excited. Right? So a church, if you see a loud church, it's just because there's revival. There was great joy in the land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you know what? Even though there was great joy, great prosperity, but the enemies of Israel are still there. All right? And so on one occasion, there's this king called Sennacherib. Okay? He's the king of Assyria. And this king wanted to attack Judah and Israel. And you know what King Hezekiah and his people did? They prayed. They prayed to God, and God heard them. Verse 27 says, The priests, the Levites, arose, blessed the people. Their voice was heard, and their prayer came up to his holy dwelling place, to heaven. You see, when your heart is right with God, God will hear your prayer. Heaven will hear your prayer. And so when this king came to attack the children of Israel, guess what? God heard the prayer of the king and the people, and God came down. He sent an angel, and he smacked the, the king, Sennacherib, and drove the armies, the enemies, out of the land. And so they had a great victory. So I'm telling you, this is how you fight your battles. You fight your battles by first seeking to do what is right in the eyes of God. Okay? Always organize, reorder your life under the direction of the Holy Spirit. Okay? And when you see that your life is being reorganized, like, like King Hezekiah, he restored worship, he restored the temple, he repaired the temple. You know, he did a lot of things to, to make it right for God. And he cleansed himself. And he sanctified the people. And so when you, when you move yourself to be right with God, you're going to see... Things, you're going to see things move in your life. You're going to see victory. You're going to see um, 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 you know, the things that you have not seen in your previous life, like the life of King Ahaz, right? All the misery and, and the wickedness that, that happened under that life. Under the life of a new king, that life became prosperous and joyful. People had great joy. And so this is what God wants to, to bring into our lives is the great joy. 
And you know, I'm gonna tell you something. There is a third king that we haven't talked about. And that is a King Jesus. All right. Mm -hmm. See that King Hezekiah, he doesn't know King Jesus. Okay. And, and, and so one of the reason that King Hezekiah and the people of Israel wanted to get right with God, because they are afraid that if they disobey God, the wrath of God will come down upon them like they came down on on his father king ahaz right mm -hmm. right but you know what this third king i'm telling you he's a way different king than than king hezekiah okay because because whereas king hezekiah was afraid that god's wrath would come upon him and the people mm -hmm. i'm telling you that the wrath of god came down on jesus okay because of our disobedience to god somebody had to pay the price but instead of us paying the price for our sin and our wickedness like king ahaz God took it upon himself and his son to sacrifice his son and allow his son to pay the penalty for our disobedience. And so today, the, the arrangement that we have with God is we are not um, building this life, um, rebuilding the temple and being right with God because we are afraid that God is going to punish us. Far be it from that. God has already punished us through His Son. You guys remember that? Remember that, okay? Yeah. It's very important that the punishment for us was put upon His Son Jesus. And so now the 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 reason that we build our lives and we seeking God today is because he loves us. And this is how we love God back. And this is why we praise God because he has taken away our reproach. He has taken away our shame and he was, has taken away our punishment. And this is the temple that we are building with God and for God. This is why we do what is right in God's eyes is because he loves us so much. You know, King Hezekiah does what is right in God's eyes is because he feared punishment. Okay? Hmm. King Ahaz did not fear God and so the punishment came upon him. But Hezekiah... He obeyed God. He fought God because he feared the wrath of God. But for us today, we obey God. We sought God is because God loved us. This is very important for us to remember that his wrath was put on his son, Jesus. For the chastisement of our peace was put upon him. He laid upon his son, the iniquities of us all, Isaiah 53, okay? 
And so because of our disobedience, Jesus paid the price. And so today we're looking to serve God. We're looking to praise God and worship God, not because we fear His punishment. It's because He loved us and He loved you and me. And we love Him now. Hallelujah. Amen. This covenant that we're building with God, this temple that we're building God, is built on love. He loves you and we love Him. Amen. 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 Thank you. And I, I pray that His word will sink into your heart, that, that you can build your life according to, to His pattern, according to the love that's inside your heart. That is what's going to help you build this, this life, this love of God. And you're going to see amazing things. You're going to see great things. And you know, revival in your hand. Revival in your heart. Because what was dead, now God has made alive. And in, in Him, He has made you alive. And so I want to see, God wants to see revival in your heart, in your family, and in your nation, and in your church. Hallelujah. And I feel like that this is the hour that revival is, is coming back to us, into, his, into our family, that our children will worship God, and that our church will worship God, and our nation will worship God. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, let the wind of revival sweep your heart today. And uh, I, I believe it. Do you feel the re wind of revival? Do you feel revived today? Truly, I do. I feel revived today. I'm feeling it. Right? Mm -hmm. So things that are dead, God is reviving. And, um, you know, inside the heart, there's, there's songs of worship that we cannot contain ourselves. Hallelujah. When, so, when revival hit the land... Worship and praise comes with it, and that's that's a sign. When there, when you're when you're finding yourself singing in the shower, singing in your car, singing when you're in the valleys or in the in the mountaintop, that means that you there's revival happening in your life. Hallelujah! Mm -hmm. I feel like I just wanna just uh, grab a karaoke machine and start worshiping God. Right now. <laughs> Hallelujah! So, so let this be uh, um, a word for you today: is God wants to revive our hearts so that we can revive the nation, and I and I believe that that uh, revival is is um, despite what we see that's happening in the nation right now. Um, don't worry, God is saying, don't worry about it. Because the wind from heaven is, is, is sweeping the, the household of, of God, the, the, the families, the, the children of God. And so I pray that you feel that wind of revival today. Something is happening uh, around the world and in the house of God, in, in the hearts of his children. And uh, I pray that this fire, that, that this wind of uh, revival will will uh, increase in your in your heart and in your life and you will see changes hallelujah Amen. does anybody have any questions any question any comments Lin and Tu, grandpa Tui, and Tong. thank you joe revival 
Amen. <laughs> Revival. Okay. okay. In you our start. Hearts, in our family, in the nation, Canada will have revival. There is a revival. And I, I want to see that in your family, in your life. Hallelujah. God wants to see it more than me, actually. But, <laughs> um, revival. So let me pray for you before we release you, okay? Heavenly Father, I just thank you for today. I thank you, Lord, that you're breathing your, your, your Holy Spirit into our hearts, Lord, reviving those things that are once dead, the dreams that we have buried, hope that was dashed, Father God. And I just thank you, Lord, that the visions and dreams, Father God, you revive those things, that you revive the, the, the calling that you have for us, Lord, those things that lie dormant and dead. Father God, may you, your wind of revival bring it to life, Father God, that it be well with us, Father God, as we seek to, to do it your way, Father God, as we seek your Holy Spirit, as we search out your scripture, Father God, I pray, Father God, that, that the wind of revival sweep our hearts like it sweep the nations of Israel and Judah, Father God, in the days of King Hezekiah. Let that praise and worship rise up in our hearts, Father God. And Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for the mighty work that you are doing in the lives of, of everyone here, Father God. And this, this revival, God, let it, let it be the fire that spread like wildfire in, in the land. Father God, it will touch every heart, Father God. And it will turn the hearts of the children back to the Father the sons to the father and the father to the children, Father God, that people would prophesy, Father God, to one another and speak to those things that are as though they are not, Father God. Those are not as though they are. And so, Father God, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I thank you, Father God, that you find in us, Lord, a willing vessel, uh, and then you put this treasure in this earthen vessel, Father God, that this treasure would be, Father God, for, for us and for our family and for our nation. So bless every ears that hear, every hearts that receive. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Rồi sắp chết rồi á, bác sĩ đã phải dịch điện để cho hồi sinh lại, sống lại. Jessica, what grandpa is saying is like in Vietnam, it's like, you know, how a person that's dead, they they took this 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 paddle and they they put electricity in this paddle and it jump starts the heart. And that's what is like. Resuscitation. Okay, amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Bye, Grandpa. See you next week. God bless you guys. God bless you. Bye. God bless everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs> well done. Good job. Good. We need three songs next this, time. This is the way it's going to be from now on. This is the way. Yeah. Bye-bye now. Love you guys. Okay. Bye. Bye.